Great to see you all here this morning. My name is Dave. I'm the lead pastor here at Connect. If you're visiting here, welcome to Connect Church. I hope you enjoy your morning. Um, so when I was younger, um, I forget exactly how old, but uh, I know I was young, but I was old enough to be left home alone because I remember this would happen when my parents would go out for the evening. My sister and I, we were left home alone, and it would be one of those evenings, normally during the summer, where the sun didn't set, so it was a bit later in the day, so mum and dad aren't home. So we would just kind of go outside, my sister and I in the backyard, and um, just get up to mischief. And uh, one of those things I can still remember today that uh, I used to do was uh, we had a lot of ants kind of on our patio and around some of the trees there, so I made it my personal mission to try and destroy every one of them. So uh, one of the ways we used to do that was with a magnifying glass. We learned at a very uh, early age that uh, you can actually kind of pinpoint that light right on those little guys and uh, just watch them like suddenly burn up, which was awesome. Um, But that obviously wasn't enough, so then I uh, discovered that my dad had some gasoline in the sheds that he used to use to put in the lawnmower and I would go and just pour a little bit of that into a cup and then I would find like a collection of a lot of ants in one place and I'd just kind of pour like a little gasoline circle around them and uh, you know just set fire to it and uh, just watch this like inferno that's just enveloping these these little ants. Now I know some of you already are regretting coming to church this morning thinking wow who is this guy? That's kind of like a little bit of a sociopathic like did he grow up cycling ants and then it went on from there. Well, I'm, I can assure you that it stopped at ants, okay? I didn't kill anything after that, so I, I am not um, a murderer. Um, I think actually, to be honest with you, it was more of the fascination of just doing stuff with the gasoline and, and setting fire to that. So I'm an arsonist, okay? Which is a, <laughs> a lot better than being a murderer, obviously. So, um, but I'll tell you why I tell that story in just a second. But we are in this series right now. It's called Life Hacks. And the idea behind the series is that there was a very, very wise man who lived thousands of years ago, almost a thousand years before the birth of Jesus himself. His name was Solomon. God granted him wisdom. He had this prayer and he said, um, you know, Solomon, you can ask for anything. And instead of asking for death to his enemies or riches or fame or power or wealth, he said, I want wisdom. And God gave him wisdom. And God gave him even more than just wisdom. He gave him uh, lots of other things as well. But he gave him a lot of wisdom. And, and one of the things that came out of the wisdom of Solomon was that he wrote this collection um, of Proverbs. The vast portion of Proverbs that you can read in the Old Testament were written by Solomon. And they are full of wisdom. And the amazing thing is, not only were they wisdom for the day, but as we've discovered over the last few weeks, these Proverbs are still packed full of wisdom that we can learn from today, that we can still apply in our lives today. It's been incredible going through these writings, these proverbs that, that were written thousands of years ago and discovering, wow, they are still as relevant and as applicable to us today. And we're going to take a look at one of those little sections of Proverbs this morning because I think there's some some great wisdom you're going to discover here this morning that really is applicable to us this morning. We can find it in Proverbs chapter 6. And Solomon talks about ants. Listen to what he says. Verse 6. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest? Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. 
So obviously in Solomon's day, he was dealing with some, some slackers here. And he kind of felt like it was important to kind of address this issue and say, you know, some of you, you're kind of sitting around, you're kind of getting a bit lazy here, you're doing nothing, and, and you're missing out here. Wisdom would tell you that there is, there is positive movement in, in working hard, that it's a good thing to work hard. You know, another version translates verse 6 this way. It says, go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. Instead of the word lazy bones, in this particular translation, it says, go to the ant, you sluggard. So if I were to ask you this morning, okay, um, if you could be any animal, what would it be? Now, I know if I asked that question, like kind of open-ended like that, you'd probably choose something really cool because there are some cool animals out there, okay? You'd be like, I want to be a tiger or I want to be an eagle, a mighty eagle, or maybe you want to be a golden retriever because who doesn't love a golden retriever, okay? So, So if I was to say, if you could be any animal you want, you know, there's a lot you could choose from, but what if I narrowed it down and said, okay, if you could be any animal you want, would you rather be an ant or a slug? (laughs) Now, I know they're not officially animals. I realize that. But that's your choice this morning, okay? You've got one or the other. You can only be an ant or a slug. Which would you be? Now, I don't know about you, but I think that small, mighty insect that can carry 50 times its own body weight, that seems to be constantly hard at work, teaming up together with its colony partners to, to find and move food, I think I'd want to be that guy, especially if the alternative was to be a slug. Slow moving, slimy, disgusting. I mean, have you ever seen that slimy trail that a slug leaves? It's not even a straight line. It's just like this kind of meandering. This slug's got no idea where he's going. He's just kind of moving around, just not really sure what he's up to. Or you could be the ant, that hardworking insect. So I think I'd rather be the ant, despite the fact that the University of California in Santa Cruz actually adopted a slug as its school mascot and uh, made it pretty cool, okay? Even though slugs could be cool, I think I'd still rather be an ant this morning. And Solomon helps us understand why that is. He says they are hardworking. They get the job done. In the eyes of Solomon and these proverbs and his wisdom, he says they're a good role model for us. In fact, throughout Proverbs, there are many references giving praise to the hard workers and criticizing the lazy. So this morning, I want to spend a little bit of time just looking at a couple of attributes that maybe uh, you would find within the slug, the lazy bones, the lazy of those amongst us, and then maybe look at a couple of attributes of the hard workers, the ants, the ones who, who know what it looks like to work hard. Maybe inspire us this morning as we leave to be a little bit more like the ant and a little bit less like the slug. Ironically, I was actually in the blend this week working on my message and uh, sitting there typing away. And a buddy of mine who I often see in there, he comes up to me and he was leaving. As he left, he kind of tapped me on the shoulder and he said, all right, I'm leaving now. Don't work too hard. I said, if only you knew what I was writing about. So I slapped him in the face and I said, I will work hard because this week I'm preaching about working hard. Get behind me. Do not speak that negativity. I didn't really. (laughs) But because I'm like that great leader, Michael Scott, my weakness is I work too hard and I care too much. So let's see what it looks like to be somebody that people would say of us, man, that person, that guy, that girl, she knows what it looks like to work hard. 
First, let's look at the sluggard or lazy bones. See, one of the things I think that Solomon points out here about the sluggard is that it just lacks drive. Do you remember seeing that picture of the slide? I mean, it's just all over the place. It didn't really know where it was going. Listen to something else Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 26, verse 15. I love this. He says, a sluggard buries his hand in the dish, but he is too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. That's a pretty <laughs> big slam there. It's like saying, yeah, he's got the energy to put his food into the bowl, but he's just too lazy to even bring it back out and eat. He's saying, that's the sluggard, the, just the lazy person. I actually read an article this week about a state employee at the DMV of all places in California who after an audit was done, it was discovered, had been sleeping for three hours every day at work for four years. <laughs> four years before they went undiscovered. Now, I know that there are some companies that, that their power naps are a good thing and I, I'll, I'll not lie, this afternoon there will be a, at least a half an hour where my eyes will be closed and I'll be uh, enjoying a little bit of a nap. Okay, so I'm not against napping, but three hours every day at work for four years? That's, that's actually pretty impressive. I'm actually impressed they were able to do that for that long. It turns out, here's my favorite part of the article, it said the unnamed data operator will reportedly not be disciplined because the infractions weren't documented properly. So the person won't be punished for being lazy because apparently their boss was too lazy to document their behavior properly. So it's just a whole pattern of laziness. I also discovered that the average wait time in California at the DMV is three hours if you don't have an appointment. And it's not surprising, because you know what? They're all asleep. <laughs> and I know there's no one here this morning like that. I know every one of you, you are already counting down the hours till tomorrow morning, because you cannot wait to get to work. You are so excited. You're, you don't even need to set an alarm, because you are going to leap out of bed tomorrow morning. You won't be tempted to sleep in your job, because you love your job. And you're going to work hard. You're going to be happy all day long. Well, just in case there's someone here that's not the case, just in case there might be one or two of you that aren't quite as excited about getting up in the morning to get there and make the shareholders of Caterpillar as happy as they can be, let me ask you this question. Because you do, don't you? You meet some people who just love their job. They're passionate about their work. They're driven. So does that mean that if you, if you don't feel that way about your job, that you have an excuse to be lazy? an excuse to slack off a bit, maybe to be a little bit more slug-like? Could you say, well, Dave, right now I'm kind of in a job that isn't really kind of driving me, so I, I think I'm okay to just kind of slack off a bit, be a bit more lazy, a bit more slug-like. Well, if you're a follower of Jesus here this morning, I'm afraid the answer to that question is no. Because Paul, when he was writing the church in, in Colossae, the book of Colossians, the letter of Colossians, he said this. He said, work hard and cheerfully at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Man, Paul just kind of puts that in there and, and he kind of sets us up a little bit now because we're realizing, you know, when I clock in tomorrow morning, when I go to work, when I sit down at my desk, I, if I'm a follower of Jesus, I'm actually not reporting directly to my boss. I mean, I am, but, but when I work, I'm not just working for Caterpillar or OSF or District 52 or wherever you find yourself at work tomorrow morning. I'm actually working as if God were my boss. I'm working for God. And because of that, there's, there's an expectation. I want 
my fellow employees to be impressed. I want them to see Jesus in me because of my attitude to work, because of my desire to work hard. I don't want to be thought of as a sluggard or someone who's lazy because ultimately that isn't my boss. My boss is my God up in heaven. So I'm going to choose to work hard and cheerfully at whatever I do as though working for the Lord instead of for people. Listen to another proverb that Solomon said in uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 26, talking about the lazy sluggard in the workplace. He said, lazy people irritate their employers. They are like vinegar to the teeth or smoke in the eyes. Aren't these great proverbs? We have to read these more often. Now, I happen to like salt and vinegar chips, so this one's kind of lost a little bit on me, but I don't like smoke in my eyes. So I think Solomon is saying this is an unpleasant thing to have an employee who's, who's pretty lazy. Listen to what else Solomon says. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 24. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. So I guess the question we've got to ask ourselves is, do I want to become the boss or do I want to be bossed around? Because I have a say in that. I have a say in whether I'm going to work hard or whether I'm going to be lazy. You know, I also have discovered about the slug. Not only does the slug lack drive, the slug makes excuses. Maybe you know someone like this in your life right now who just always seems to have a reason for their laziness. Has this amazing ability to be able to explain why they are slug-like. Listen to what Solomon says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 13. The lazy person claims there's a lion out there. If I go outside, I might be killed. (laughs) He's using this thought to explain just how crazy the thinking of a lazy person can get. If you're lazy, you can always come up with a good reason why you need to remain lazy. Do you know, I discovered that on average, a quarter of a million Americans each year visit the ER because of injuries sustained in the bathroom. 250,000 Americans every year visit the hospital because something happened in the bathroom. Two-thirds of them, I discovered, happened in the bath or the shower. Now, I know that now. You know that now, okay? So why would I risk taking a shower? I mean, it's, it's scary. But fortunately, I still took one this morning. I took my life into my own hands and I still took one this morning. I took one three days ago as well. I'm I'm pretty brave. (laughs) You know, the truth is, there's many things in life that we could come up with reasons. Well, if I do this, but actually what's at the underneath of that, what it really is saying is, you know, I don't really want to do this. My laziness is kicking in and I'm kind of going to come up with a reason or an excuse to not do this. The sluggard's always finding a reason to be lazy. There'll always be a frightening responsibility. There'll always be overwhelming challenges. There will always be heartbreaking disappointments. But only the sluggard will make excuse after excuse in the face of life's demands. He or she is always dealing with some. Someone else will do it. I'll do it some other time. Maybe you've even heard yourself saying phrases like that. So I'm hoping this morning that none of us here want to identify with the slug. I hope this morning that that every one of us would far rather identify with the ant and what Solomon is teaching us here about the behavior of the ant and the the tenacity and the hardworking attitude of that ant. 
Listen to what he says again here. We'll read it again, what it's like to be an ant. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labor hard all summer, gathering food for the winter. And it's true. I can remember a few years back, I forget now even why it happened, but in our pantry one morning, actually, I think I do remember, uh, we woke up and we discovered there were these ants in our pantry. We, <laughs> ants in our pantry. They were... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were, here's how we discovered it. We could see like a line going up the back wall of the pantry. And when we investigate a little bit more, were they getting the cereal? Is that what? Uh, some sugary something we left open in the pantry and these ants found their way in. So we had to spend hours like clearing everything out of the pantry, washing the walls, cleaning, and Casey's shaking her head right now saying we had to. So... Uh, <laughs> We cleaned out the whole pantry. I mean, we got rid of every single ant. We sealed all the packets. We put everything back. And we figured, problem solved. You know what? Two days later, guess what? The ants were back. They are, I mean, you've got to admire their tenacity. I mean, these little guys, they are hard workers. They found their way back. They found their way back up through the pantry. They found another source of food. And there they were in their little line. In the end, I remember the, the way we sold the frog, we had, we read up remedies online, all this stuff. But in the end, I just, I corked the entire baseboard around the thing to just seal off their point of entry. And finally, we stopped these ants. But as frustrating as it was, and as much of a nuisance as they were, you couldn't help but admire their ability to just Man, work hard, overcome all obstacles, do whatever it took to reach that little bit of sugar and carry it back to their nest. You see, ants are hard workers. And I think Solomon, thousands of years ago, he probably sat one day just watching these ants at work and thought, man, God, I'm kind of inspired by their work ethic. This is a message from, from me, a wise man, to other wise people. You want to know what wisdom looks like? Wisdom looks like this. It's somebody who's willing to, to work hard. And there's a couple of things I think we can learn here this morning. So, so hopefully, already we've learned, well, I don't really want to be like the slug. I don't want to be lazy bones. I, I really don't want to associate with that. But, but what does it look like to work like an ant? So let's look at a couple of attributes of the ant this morning. The first is that the ant knows when to work and when not to work. That's something really interesting about the ants that I think some of us could learn from this morning. The ant knows when to work and when not to work. Ants work hard during the summer to store up supplies for the winter as they know there is going to become a time where they won't be able to work. So ants actually work a little bit harder during the summer because they know, as Solomon said, they're laboring hard because they have to gather food for the winter because there will come a time where they can't work and they have to live off whatever they worked on in the summer. Now, here's the problem with us. The problem for some of us humans, especially those of us who admire the work ethic, earth, and ethic of the ants, is that there is no winter. We can work hard all year long. And some of us this morning, we've actually already kind of got our chests puffed up a little bit because we're like, oh, I am nothing like the slug. You ask my wife, I'm always working. She loves it. I don't know when to stop. I work, work, work. But even the ant knew there was a time to work and a time not to work. Because think about it. We can work all year long without the needing to take breaks, but is that a good thing? Because after all, what are we working hard for? To provide for our family, to give them what they want, to pay for braces, travel sports, college education, but what expense? 
The ant knows there are times it needs to work hard, but there are times it needs to stop. And I think the challenge, I'll, I'll tell you, that I face constantly is knowing when to stop, knowing when to stop working. Because I think even Solomon, in all of his wisdom, would agree that while working hard is better than being lazy, you can still work hard at being a good employee, but be lazy at being a good father or mother or husband or wife. And I think one of the challenges, especially in our amazing American culture where working hard is celebrated and, you know, the guy who gets to the office the earliest or the lady who gets to work stays the latest, you know, they're the ones who, wow, they really are the best of employees because they're here all day long. I can reach them any hour of the day and night. That's a great, I mean, that's almost an, a, a pat on the back. But at what expense? I came across this story uh, a while back in a book I was reading. It really stuck with me ever since. I'll read it to you now from the book. It says, There was once a businessman who was sitting by the beach in a small Brazilian village. As he sat there, he saw a Brazilian fisherman rowing a small boat towards the shore, having caught quite a few big fish. The businessman was impressed, and he asked the fisherman, How long does it take you to catch so many fish? And the fisherman replied, Just a short while then why don't you stay longer at sea and catch even more? The businessman was astonished. This is enough to feed my whole family, the fisherman said. But the businessman said, so what do you do for the rest of the day? And the fisherman replied, well, I usually wake up early in the morning, go out to sea, catch a few fish, then go back and play with my kids. In the afternoon, I take a nap with my wife, and then evening comes, I join my buddies in the village for a drink. We play guitar, we sing, we dance throughout the night. So the businessman offered a suggestion to the fisherman. I have a PhD in business management. I could help you become a more successful person. From now on, you should spend more time at sea. Try to catch as many fish as possible. When you've saved enough money, you could buy a bigger boat. You could catch even more fish. Soon you'll be able to afford to buy more boats, set up your own company, your own production plant for canned food and a distribution network. By then, you'll have moved out of this village out to Sao Paulo, the capital, where you can set up headquarters to manage your other branches. And the fisherman asked him, what after that? The businessman laughed heartily. After that, you can live like a king in your own house. And when the time is right, you can go public, you can float your shares in the stock exchange, and you will be rich. The fisherman asks, and after that, the businessman says, that's the best part. After that, you can finally retire. You can move to a house by the fishing village. You could wake up early in the morning, catch a few fish, then return home to play with your kids, have a nice afternoon nap with your wife, and when evening comes, you could join your buddies for a drink, play the guitar, sing and dance throughout the night. The fisherman was puzzled. He said, isn't that what I'm doing now? Now, I realize if we were in an economics class right now that we could get into quite a, a serious discussion about this because the businessman wasn't completely wrong. If it wasn't for businessmen like that, um, we wouldn't have some great companies around the world. But I love the point that the story makes that some of us have got caught up into the, the ant-like mentality of working so hard to provide the best possible. And actually, what we're working towards, we're, we're missing along the way. I can tell you, this is, this is definitely something that this afternoon my wife and I will be talking about because this is a conversation that we have a lot. I need to learn when it's time to just shut the laptop and just be 
So while I think Solomon would encourage all of us this morning to not be like the slug and to work hard, he would also say, but you know, you can work hard in some areas and you can still be lazy in others. Working hard might mean working not so hard here so I can work harder here in some other areas that really count. So that's one attribute we can learn from the ants. The ant knew that there was a time to work hard in the summer, but there was a time to stop in the winter. Maybe some of us need to recognize in our schedules, there's a time to work hard, but there's also a time to stop. The second thing I love about the ants here this morning is that, you know what? Ants, as Solomon was watching them, they needed no leader. Do you remember he said they have no prince, no ruler, they just work away? What a wonderful attribute to be said of these ants. And you know where I see this principle play out the most? I see that happen right here in Connect Church. Right here, every Sunday, throughout the week, I see that attribute play out here. We have hundreds of people here at Connect. We are so blessed. Hundreds of people who work very hard all week long. And yet still, on a Sunday, they'll show up early or they'll stay late. They'll work hard here on a Sunday during the week, or during the week maybe they'll volunteer in some capacity. Andy shared this this morning. We have a little meeting with our volunteers before service, and there's a big huddle of us back there, and he said, um, you know, the great thing about um, what you ladies and gents and young people are doing is you're partnering with God. I love that phrase he used this morning. You are partnering with God. God's mission is to reach and impact people. Our mission here at Connect is to connect our community to Christ. If you're a visitor here this morning, there were some people who got here super early this morning to create this environment because they were expecting you to come. They work hard because they want to create the best environment possible. There are some leaders right now working with your kids who want to put on the best experience possible so your kids will want to come back again next week because they want you to discover that Jesus loves you. Knowing what I was going to speak on this morning, I was very aware of this as I was walking around this morning as everyone was setting up, and it was like an ant colony in here. There was no need for princes or rulers. People were moving chairs and carrying stuff and areas were being set up in there and people came ready to serve and connect kids with their t-shirts and, and it was just fantastic watching these ants at work. Just keen to serve and, and what amazed me was it wasn't a paycheck and it wasn't um, a, a hard task master of a leader. It was just simply that, like the ants, there's no one leading them. They just seem to know that this is what we have to do. And every member of our team here at Team Connect who are serving this morning, it's like they just seem to know why we do what we do. Because it's all worth it when we get to see one of those videos that we play from time to time and someone shares a story of how their life has been changed because they've discovered Jesus. How a family starts attending Connect because they show up at Family Fun Fest and, and they see that some of their friends and neighbors attend this church and they think, we, we should go on a Sunday as well. And then return again and again and again. We have so many wonderful people here who serve uh, at Connect. I'm going to embarrass one of them this morning by just telling you a real quick story about Tim. Tim's one of my heroes. Um, I, I'm not sure, even sure if he's here this morning or not, but he was here earlier because he's on our setup team. Tim comes every week to set up. 
He's fantastic. And, and Tim, like, you know, sometimes God gives us gifts and abilities, and when we're able to use them in the church, you know, we've got some wonderful people who uh, are great with children, they're teachers, and they serve and connect kids, and they're awesome. And then we've got some wonderful people who are just really outgoing and friendly, and they serve in our hospitality area, and they give you a coffee and a donut with a smile, and they just, you can just tell that they were wired to be serving in that area. Well, Tim was just wired to be serving in this area because he's just this big guy, and he works hard all week long, and then he comes here on Sunday mornings, and and these, this stage that I'm stood on this one is made up of these four by four pieces. And normally the rest of us, we're carrying, there's two of us carrying a piece of this stage each and we're setting them out. And, and then Tim comes, he just grabs one of them and he walks across and he sits down. I'm like, he's like a superhero. He's just like picking them up and moving them across. I'm actually kind of sad that it won't be long before we're in our brand new building and we won't have to set up the stage every week. Because I'm like, Tim, what are we going to do with you? <laughs> So we'll probably put Tim in the preschool, and he can carry like 10 or 11 kids at a time, and just, you know, when it's the bathroom break, you can walk them down the hall. <laughs> but I'm just always amazed when Tim and, and Nick and some of these other guys show up on a regular basis and work hard, and then some of our hospitality team arrive, and they start to set up the, the cafe area, and the junior leaders, and the Connect Kids volunteers, and, and I just love it, because I think if Solomon were here, he'd say, that's what I'm talking about. That kind of mentality right there, that kind of attitude right there, just, just like ants who, you know, let's be honest, on a Sunday morning, especially if you've got up early all week, sleep sounds good. You don't need to be a lazy bones. I mean, even the ants amongst us, I think, on a Sunday morning are thinking, oh, just five more minutes. But some get up early and they come. And I share that because two reasons. Number one, I just want to celebrate those of you who in any way are a part of Team Connect. You are incredible, every one of you. And I've I got to be honest, this, this is very humbling for me as the lead pastor because no one else going to speak about this. I stepped down off the stage earlier when you guys prayed for us as a missions team and I was stood there in the shadows waiting to come back on the stage to, to speak. And I was looking around, no one was going to speak on. And I started to get a little bit worried because I'm like, I'm going to be talking about like, Team Connect and how it would be great if you could sign up and serve. And I'm looking around, I'm thinking, I think everyone does. As I looked around, I could see so many of you. And I know that so many of you serve in so many different areas. And, and we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. But maybe there are a few of you here this morning and, and you've been coming for a while now and you're starting to feel like this is the place that I would call home. This, I want this to become my church home. And maybe you haven't found that opportunity yet to connect. Talk to Andy today. Say, hey, Andy. I want to get plugged in. I want to find out what it, where I can serve. Is there an area that I can kind of get that ant-like ability that's inside of me? I just love to work hard. I'd love to be able to find a place where I could serve here at Connect. Talk to him. I know he'd love to get you plugged in. But whether it's here or at school or at work, let's listen to the words of Solomon. Let's not be foolish, lazy bones, slugs. Let's be like the wise, the ants, the one who works diligently and the one who makes things happen. And let's pray. Father, we love you so much. And it's just incredible to me that throughout your word, Lord, written by so many different people over so many different years and different areas, there's just such wisdom, such a wealth of knowledge to be discovered. We can read about you, Jesus, and the life you lived, the impact you had on the people in your day, the impact you still have on us today. But we can also find this collection of Proverbs full of practical insight and wisdom. 
And Lord, who'd have thought that something as simple as an ant or a slug, that you could use that to challenge us in our lives. So this week, I pray, Lord, when we're tempted to kind of step back or or fall into that slug-like mentality, help us to remember, Lord, that when we work as followers of you, we're working for you. We're not working for the employer, for the company, for the organization. We're working for you. Help us to be like the ants. And help us as well, Lord, to work hard in our employment, but also to work hard in our families, even if that means having to know when to stop working so we can be the husbands and fathers and wives and mothers you've called us to be. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.